this is Becca. Welcome to the very first episode of Redefining Rest, where we talk about practical and intentional ways to rest in your everyday life. So Natasha, you're my very first guest. Thank you for letting me barge into your office, steal your podcast equipment. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's been a good time. (laughs) So I'd love um, for you to introduce yourself. I really wanted to interview you because I just heard some things about what you and Tim do to observe the Sabbath and you have such a unique family. And so I really wanted to just clean off of your wisdom. So <laughs> so first, there's a lot of pressure in finding out that I was the first guest, but now I have to glean wisdom. I don't <laughs> No, I'll do the gleaning. Okay. 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 I have to offer wisdom. <laughs> Great. Yes. Thanks for having me. I love uh, talking about this. And I just think that it's something that a lot of believers are starting to wake up to. We, as a family, were the Drisdells. Tim and I have been married for 21 years, and we have three kids, two 17-year-old sons and a three-year-old daughter. So we've actually had this really interesting exercise of like proving out the whole, can you rest as a standard like American family with active teenagers and then also young child it's actually just been honestly so life-giving for all of us i am an author and a speaker i help women thrive in marriage specifically marriages that appear to be dead or over i wrote a book called the wise wife blueprint i talk about the sabbath actually in that book and how important it was for our restoration how god ultimately moved in tim's heart from being an atheist to now being a spiritual leader, the spiritual leader of our home. And honestly, Sabbath was a really big part of that. Practicing Sabbath as a family was a part of him stepping into that identity as spiritual leader of our home. And it has absolutely blessed us immensely. We honestly can't imagine life without it. And then when we're traveling or if we have just periods of interruption to our normal rhythm of the Sabbath, we all feel it now. That is amazing. And I can't wait to dive more into your story and also just the nitty gritty of how you guys observe the Sabbath. First, uh, I want to just start with a bang. So I want to ask you, why do you think resting is so hard? It's not a stretch to say that the enemy hates rest. He wants us to be frantic. He wants us to be always striving. He wants us to be operating in our own flesh. And there's no, I mean, literally, there's no, I, to me, I can't think of a better way to operate in our own flesh than to say, God, you know, screw your rules. Like, I don't need the Sabbath. I've got to work. Like, I got to put food on the table. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to go to 18 different sports teams that my kids are on. Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot. And so for us, I know there was a lot of opposition in me, actually. And if you, you know, anyone who's, who reads my book, The Wise Wife Blueprint, we're very open about our marriage story. And our story is that my husband was a prodigal. I mean, he was a full-blown atheist. He left me and our sons. He, I was a single mom. I, he was with someone else. Like, our marriage was over, and he was not serving the Lord. And so to, you know, fast forward like 15 years later and here my husband is like literally tearing up reading Proverbs 31 over me on Friday night, which is like a traditional Jewish practice. 
and and just like welling up with love for me as he reads these beautiful passages about what godly wives do and are it, it's like an amazing testimony to god's faithfulness and that no marriage is beyond hope but side note but also like uh, to put that in context like here is my husband who has the more sordid past and he's the one that's like i really think we need to do sabbath and i'm like here i am the the one that really i i'm just actually kind of like embarrassed that i was so resistant because i think that there is so much opposition and i just like i kind of just gave into it and was like no i don't like that's old like that's that's old testament and my husband in his loving gracious like kind way was just like no and gently kind of but firmly was like no this is why jesus kept the sabbath we don't need to be you know legalistic about the rules and the do's and don'ts that is of the past but we need to still set this day apart and so honestly five years ago it was my husband i came home from work and he had he would have made the challah he would have made dinner and he would set the table we had a candle that we would light there's sort of like a few little ceremonies that you do prayers you say and i would stumble through the prayers that the woman is supposed to say and was almost like condescending i think about it and it didn't take very long it maybe took about a, I guess three or four months before I really realized what a, actually it was probably weeks before I realized what a blessing it was that every Friday I could not wait to get home and for us the big thing if you want to put it like in practical one of the best parts about practicing Sabbath Friday to Saturday which is the traditional Sabbath is like in our culture sunday is church day and so it's like we can often think like that's our sabbath but there's just so much to do on the sunday with church especially when you have kids that I, we never really felt like we were resting and then you have so much that you want to kick off to get ready for the week ahead and so then you're like well i'm supposed to be resting but i also need to like meal plan or i need to like make sure the kids are ready for school tomorrow and like or i'm getting work ready like for us it has actually been so incredible to just work 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 a really hard week and know that on friday when i get home when he gets home it's on like we get to rest there's no appointments there's no errands it's just intentional family time a really lovely feast where we get a bit of a treat dinner or treat desserts it's good it feels like joy joyous and then knowing that that next day is is peaceful and and then on when saturday night comes we would usually go out that's our date night but sunday we have our work day so we as a family work six days a week most traditional american families will work five days right monday mm -hmm. to friday and they think of their weekends as rest we are actually more productive now that we practice sabbath because we've carved out that one day and we now have a lot of energy and and can like hit the ground running for sunday and be ready for the week yeah no i mean that's amazing and i love that it's become such a rhythm that you yes. now look forward to it and 
you know, you're excited to get to yeah. Friday night, to come home and have that amazing meal. I think that's awesome. I think one of my biggest questions is having young kids mm-hmm. and thinking about rest. You kind of mentioned it earlier. I think in my mind, rest is like a vacation in Florida <laughs> or a day off from work where I could do whatever I want mm-hmm. go for a hike and mm-hmm. read my Bible peacefully. Yeah. Whereas my reality is my girls are waking up at 526 in the morning <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? I don't really feel like waking up at 4.30. I do it sometimes for exercise and reading the Bible, but I just find myself at the end of the day, I just really am dragging. And that Mm -hmm. feels like the opposite of rest. And so how do you mentally shift from this feels like the same day because I'm not sleeping in. I'm still changing diapers and I'm still doing dishes. And So this is actually, I think, the number one misconception about sabbath especially in our culture is that we typically define rest as the opposite of all our chores it's like oh these are all the things i have to do every day that kind of stress me out or that are burdensome Mm -hmm. and so rest would be the opposite of that but the truth is that is not at all what sabbath is about sabbath isn't about lounging it's not about resting it's not about me time it's not about even having dedicated time to be in the word, it's actually about intentionally setting the day apart for God. So what blesses God more than you changing the diapers and making meals and blessing your family? That's actually how we as wives and as mothers, that's how we honor God, right? By by caring for our families. So if we were to say, that to practice Sabbath, we need to not have those responsibilities. It just doesn't really make sense because fundamentally we're misunderstanding what God is calling us to as rest, defining what rest really is. Because for him, it's, again, it comes back to that setting apart of the day. So for us, our Sabbath day is intentional living to honor God. So we do try to get into nature because we feel like that's Mm -hmm. a great way to connect with the father and creation. We do play games as a family. We do maybe go out and do something as a family that we wouldn't normally do. But ultimately I'm still doing the dishes. We actually give our washer and dryer a day of rest as well. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do laundry on the Sabbath. And I actually think that that is As a side note, really beneficial for the longevity of your appliances. <laughs> Just even, like the even the washer dryer even the needs a Sabbath. <laughs> I mean, the fields, the fields got Sabbaths, right? Like, yeah, the right. fields would get a Sabbath. So, right, right. anyways, but even though we're still functioning as a family, and I'm, I'm not getting this dedicated me time to go and recharge. Yeah, that's I think where there's a disconnect in that it's. The Sabbath isn't about recharging for the week. Mm -hmm. It's about not doing all the things you do on the other six days as a way of honoring God and this command that he's given us. So I know people that try and make extra meals so Mm -hmm. they don't have to cook on the Sabbath because cooking to them is a chore. Right, right. So again, it's very personal. Right. I don't find cooking to be a chore. So... Is this like sort of discerning in your own spirit? What do I need to not do? Like social media or... Right. We have six days a week to do social media. So for us, we try not to be on our phones on the Sabbath. We try to just kind of 
unplug from the things that steal our attention all the rest of the week. But again, ultimately, we definitely don't work, like work, work. Yeah. Check emails, build our businesses, have meetings. Our sons have lost jobs because they can't work on Saturdays. We're like, sorry guys, you gotta go find a different job. They either have to give you other shifts or find a new job. Yeah. So this is so good. And I think the shift of, oh, Sabbath doesn't mean you just sit around and not do anything. Mm -hmm. It's setting that day apart as an act of worship to the Lord. Yes. So tell me more about what is set apart. Mm. Like having the fancy nice meal, turning off your phones. Yeah. Those are both really practical. Getting outside, playing games. Tell me more about what makes it set apart from the other days. So this is where we have kind of wrestled in our own way as family and individually in what that really looks like. Because I think in the beginning, my husband was very much like, we're going to like just lock the phones away and like mm-hmm. we'll never look at a phone on this day. Because mm-hmm. like for him, that was a big distraction for the other six days of his week. And that was a stressor. So we did that for a little while. And then it was like, okay, but I kind of like want to be able to talk to my family on the Sabbath. Sure, call <laughs> friends and see yeah. phone calls? Like, and so it was a bit of a fluid practicing different ways and seeing what felt right. And some arguments too. I mean full transparency it's not something that we figured out really easily Mm -hmm. and yet ultimately what we did agree on no matter what was it needed to be a day that we could feel good about facing God at the end of that day and being like Mm -hmm. I thought of you and I honored you in this day the other parts of our week are so busy right we have school we have work we have kids we have chores we have parties to go to we have commitments and so it's understandable that we're not thinking about honoring god Mm -hmm. in all of those minutiae of all the moments so for us this one day was how can we actually just get rid of those distractions so that it's a little bit easier for us to if i had to face god at the end of that day i could honestly say this day was different. This day I listened to you. I obeyed what you said, which was to just stop working like you did on those other six days and to actually take time to be quiet. So like we will nap. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, honestly, every Sabbath looks a little different for us. Yeah. We don't have two Sabbaths that are the same. But ultimately, for us, it's it's just being honest with ourselves that we're not spending time and energy on that day on stuff that we could have done the other days. That makes sense of taking a break from what fills your time on yes. the other days. Because the day, honestly, even to me, that feels really overwhelming to figure that all out. (laughs) This is obviously an important conversation that Andrew and I need to be having together. Yeah. Figuring out when, because he works at the church, so Sundays are definitely out, and Fridays he was running errands. There's sacrifice. There's sacrifice. Right. That's exactly it. Which is... It's not like a, this is easy. This is going to be something that is going to have to be really intentional. Uh Uh-huh. So if there's just one... One thing to do, one place to start. What would easy entry look like? For us, it was the Shabbat dinner on Friday night. Okay. Because I think it's re- it feels really good to just have that 
intentional family time and to just sort of slow down and stop for a minute, light the candle, say a prayer. And the, the candle represents Jesus, right? It represents the light of the world. The mother of the family lights the candle and prays that this would represent Jesus in our home, the light of the world in our home, more light in our communities, and then light throughout the whole world. And really every week we're praying that God would do those things. And I think that it, it's the beginning. And then the next 24-hour period of Saturday, we have spent years already, us just six years in, sorting out what that looks like. Yeah. But one thing that was really easy to just do immediately was to say, hey, we're going to do this thing. We don't know really what it's going to look like yet, but we're going to honor God. We're going to do our best to obey this command and trust that he's going to show us and teach us what we need to do. But let's start it off with Friday night. Like, let's kick it off. This 24-hour period begins now. And I just think that all of us work so hard, especially when you're working Monday to Friday, that there's so much reward. It's immediate when you like get to just come home on Friday and know that we don't go places. We're in the same small group. So mm-hmm. there's been things that have happened on Friday nights and we don't go. It is a hard stop, like yeah. carved out. There's very few things that we will do outside of that. So it's just a really intentional, but you're right. It's sacrifice. Like it yeah. actually takes effort, yeah. but it has been so rewarding for us. And I think it set a really nice tone for our kids, whether they like it or not. They're still teenagers. They still drag their feet sometimes. Yeah. But but it is a tradition that now they have for that they will take with them one way or the other. Yeah. We have taken what God has called us to do. And we as parents have modeled that for our kids. Yeah. And that's the most important thing we can do. So if you do it totally wrong or right, I think isn't as important. Yeah. I think what's really important is that we model for our families that this is important to obey God's command to rest and to walk through that together. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a perfect way of doing it yeah. and we need to let go of that because that goes back to legalism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's just, this is what we're doing as a family and we're modeling for you that this is really important because God told us to do it. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's really, really good. And I think that feels like an easy entry point to get a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. If you want, (laughs) make some Indian Mm -hmm. food or something just different than the scrambled eggs and broccoli. And even go out and buy food as a family. So I was ever to actually buy food for our family as takeout it would be on a sabbath yeah because for us as a family that's special that's we don't do that yeah so yeah and and typically that is the one night that we will drink wine yeah i came to a point where i was like you know i'm gonna just drink wine on friday night i feel like we could talk for (laughs) another hour about all this that's (laughs) so good thanks for having this conversation i'm really excited i feel like this is really really good can't wait to see you put it into practice that's one of the things that I really am nervous, hashtag why I want to do this, because I need the accountability. Yes. I need to get this figured out. Because, I love it. Yeah. Because you feel the rumbling in your spirit. And I think there's a yeah. lot of people out there that are. I know we did, and we have a lot of friends who did. And yeah. Because I think that God is calling us to, let's just get down to brass tacks here. Like, yeah. Just to the, the core yeah. truths. Well, it's been so good. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you. I'm going to check in with yeah. you. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> I'm going to post a challenge on Instagram when I launch the podcast. Cool. This is the challenge this week. Have a Shabbat dinner. Mm. And I will take a picture before I put my phone in the drawer for the day. Yeah. So I don't check my work email. You know, mm. and yeah. can do it, you it. know. I think I I'll be it. good. I think it's yeah. really cool. Well, thank you so much, Natasha. This has been so fun, and I can't wait to share this with all of our new friends. And to close, I'm going to read a poem by Ted Loader called Guide Me Into an Unclenched Moment. Gentle me, holy one, into an unclenched moment, a deep breath, a letting go of heavy expectancies, of shriveling anxieties, of dead certainties that soften by the silence, surrounded by the light, and open to the mystery, I may be found by wholeness, upheld by the unfathomable, entranced by the simple, and filled with the joy that is you. So that is my prayer as we experiment with this uh, Shabbat dinner and uh, jumping into the new practice of Sabbath. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for the very first episode of Redefining Rest. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned some things. I know I was convicted and I feel like I have a whole new set of things to uh, be working on and trying out. So I hope you'll join me um, in two weeks. We're going to have the second episode. So it'll be every other week. You can expect to see a new one. And if this was helpful at all to you, if someone came to mind, please feel free to like and subscribe, even share it with friends or family who you think this content would be helpful for and, and be able to bless them with. So appreciate you guys jumping in and excited to see you again in two weeks.